Okay, with the filmmakers uh, Morteza and Sydney, Freedom Town, Not So Black and White. Uh, it's a documentary, 15 minutes. It's about uh, the the conflict of uh, between the activists and the police force in layman's terms after the George Floyd uh, murder and basically uh, like the kind of like the country kind of like went on two sides. It became a political issue for some reason as a Canadian, it makes no sense, but you guys can, can chat more about that. So it's a fascinating documentary. The first question from an aesthetic standpoint, did you guys always attend to, to have it, in, to shoot it in black and white, like the make it a black and white documentary? Uh, well, it's actually partially black and white, not the whole thing. Uh, we wanted to, as a documentary went along, uh, we started everything black and white, but as the documentary goes along, we add color to it gotcha. because uh, what our, what, what we, when we wanted to make this documentary, even though it's a kind of sensitive subject matter and we understand this is a subject matter can be hard to deal with. We're talking about death, we're talking about police brutality, uh, but it was something that we wanted to bring hope at the end of it. And when we started this journey, uh, me and my friend Sydney, we both uh, as filmmakers, we saw what happened to George Floyd and we wanted to make a difference. And Sydney was a producer and a host and actor. And I was someone with a camera and a cinematographer for years. So that's why we decided kind of put our talents together and find an activist while we were filming all this stuff that was happening in George Floyd protests. And we find the activists, we follow him around the country then we found that we wanted to also find the other side, which was the cop and tell his story. And as the, we followed this two people journey, we kind of wanted to avoid the stereotypes. Then at the same time, kind of conclude both as a human beings and what they go through on their day to day basis. Yeah, 100 percent. Do you want to add something that sorry, Sydney, to that? No, he said it perfectly. <laughs> So I'm just curious because it's such a fascinating documentary and it's like, it's it just like to kind of show two perspectives because that's what a documentary is kind of ideally supposed to be. It's not supposed to be propaganda. It's supposed to be kind of like having a subject and kind of showing the perspectives of that subject, ideally speaking, right? Of course, there's exceptions to every rule. So the one question is 15 minutes long. You guys spent a lot of time on this. Is there a longer film here? Like, is there a feature film version of this film? I'm just curious. When we started, we actually, this is a series, documentary series we're doing on different subject matters. Uh, the original running time was actually around 30 minutes for this documentary. Okay. And these episodic documentaries we are doing, the first one is about uh, police brutality and the race in America. And each episode uh, go on with a different subject, as Sydney can actually elaborate more on that. Yeah, we basically we just wanted to go around and find people with interesting stories um, and tell them. And uh, so we started off with a, a larger kind of formatted um, idea, but then you know with different. Um, you know, parameters we had to follow to keep things a little bit shorter and more concise, which actually made it a little bit, a little bit better. We found, um, but it's it's great. It's just been a, a very interesting journey. You know, trying to segue um, how to create the best, most digestible um, piece of art for our, you know that we enjoy and that other people can enjoy too. 
Because if you go, okay, just want to shout out, we'll have a link on the podcast. So if you go to freedom.slash/town.com, you have your episode guide. So you guys have done three episodes so far, right? This is the first. This is kind of the the kind of the template pilot episode, I guess, right? And you've done two other episodes since then. We actually done multiple episodes that will hopefully after the festival circus for this documentary is done, we will start releasing uh, the other documentaries as a YouTube channel, hopefully soon. And yeah, so this is the this is a pretty like like I said like I think what I I kind of pers- the, when I'm watching the film I'm like yeah this is this is a this is a lot bigger story this is like a this is like a this is an in depth kind of story about because you want I guess you kind of leave the audience leaving wanting more but you kind of want to know this activist that you and the, and the police officer because they. You know what I mean? It's like because it's, it's like it is not black and white. Meaning that they're like they're both they both have their own perspectives. They both have their own ideology, and they both seem good like good people. They both seem to be good people, I guess. Right? There's no enemy in this. There's no antagonist in your film. And that's exactly how we wanted it. You know, there were people we spoke to before we even, you know, before we completed it, and you know feedback that they gave they kept we kept running into this narrative of oh well you got to get them to fight how can you put them against each other you got to find something on this guy and you know and that was the exact opposite of what our goal was to do our goal isn't to get you know anyone to fight any longer what we want rather is to figure out ways that we can sit down and have these interesting conversations get to know each other so that alleviates the fear that we have of each other and then we have a, a place where we can start uh to to come up with solutions instead of just sort of regurgitating what we already know so did, did you come up with solutions we sparked a lot of great conversations i'll tell you that much and that was our main goal now i think the solution part that that's ongoing that'll always you know continue you know as we get closer to one another and less feel fearful of each other, then, uh, then we can do that. We can start to find, you know, find these solutions. But, you know, the fact that we're getting people to sit down and have these conversations and get to know each other and and get comfortable with each other for us, that's, that's the biggest part. That's a great start. When we started this project, we, our main goal, uh, me and Sydney first time we met and we talk about this concept of documentary series we wanted to do, uh, our main goal when we said it, uh, we were sitting outside a grocery shopping in LA and we said to ourselves, the most important thing about this series and this documentaries we're doing is we change one person's life, one person's perspective. We already won the whole thing. For us, it wasn't about the money or how can we mass produce this or how can we make it bigger and more money out of it. Our main goal was Hey, make, let's make something as filmmakers can change people's lives and perspective. And we can achieve that to one person. That's enough. I think it was one of the best example of it. The first time we show it to a producer friend of ours. And when the documentary was finished, he will, he said, oh, that's great. And then he started talking about the subject matter. And me and Sydney and him had a three-hour conversation. And... When he left, Sydney asked me, oh, do you think he liked it or what? I said, I don't care if he liked it or not. He talked about it for three hours. That was our goal. It wasn't about the, this is the most deepest, craziest documentary you see. It's something that makes you think, 
makes you say, hey, next time I want to change something that is about being a Middle Eastern, is about being Hispanic, is about being uh, any part of the world that I want to be changing, it's let's do something about it. Instead of just talking about it or pointing fingers or anything like that. And I think that was the main goal of this documentaries and the ones that are going to come after it. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's like even from a from a kind of a macro standpoint, that's what George Floyd. That's what it did in a, in a lot of ways, right? Because everybody was at home, everybody was like kind of paying attention. Like there was shit that happened before, right? But this this really triggered the nation in a lot of ways, and basically, in what you just described, and like even like 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 it, of course, like certain people get involved and they kind of make it, they try to basically try to pick sides and make things political. But I think that's what it did. Unfortunately, it's an unfortunate passing and it's unfortunate. It's, it's a tragedy. It's murder. And basically it's like, but that's what it did. It, it, it set off a conversation as you're describing, I guess. Right. And now, now the, now the sides need to get along and they have to come, come to some kind of conclusion, I guess. Right. Or some kind of reasoning yeah. one would assume. Yeah, there's an incredible amount of fear if you just look at it for what it is. You know, it's just this constant, no one really knows each other. And people are just afraid to sit down and just say that and talk and say, hey, look, man, I've never been to your neighborhood. or I don't know the kind of food you eat. I don't know who you are. I only know my own. I know what I look like. And one of the things that, you know, about us is that we you know as he said we met at a party and he we started chatting and you know since then there's just so much that i've learned about middle eastern culture just through getting to know him that i had no idea about whatsoever he took such an interest in um you know what was happening with george floyd and everything and in my mind i was kind of like why does this guy care so much i mean he went out and got terabytes of footage of stuff you know, because he was just intrigued and wanted to know and wanted to learn. And so I was like, I was inspired by him for that. And I said, wow, if, if here's someone who doesn't look like me, who cares so much, then I need to start doing that about him when things come up about, you know, issues that he's he cares about. And, you know, I reflect on the Rodney King uh, beating many years ago. Yeah. When you looked at the the um you seem too outcome. young to even you seem too young to even know that. Like of course you know it, but I'm to even be around for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, thank you. Botox that keeps me looking uh, <laughs> young. But uh you know, I, I think about when, when people came out for that and those crowds were predominantly black and now when George Floyd, you know, that happened, you look at those cro- those crowds, there was me, there was him, there was you, you know. Gotcha. Every race represents. So that gave me a lot, a ton of hope. And I said, you know, things are changing and they're not going to change overnight. But, you know, if we can lay the groundwork to to kind of, you know, get these conversations become more of a regular thing, then we can go somewhere. So I was around I was a teenager when uh, when with uh, Rodney King. And I think I, you make a great point because it was it was all about. Look with like 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 with the the black like the black populations doing in Los in L.A. Look what's look what they're like look at the reacting to it wasn't it wasn't about look what people are reacting to because of the of the tragedy of the stupid you know like the jury the all white jury or whatever it was that basically I don't know it wasn't all white but basically the jury that that acquitted him 
but now you're right. Now it's about not it's not just about the black people. It's about look what look what the nation's doing. I guess that's what you're trying to say. I guess right. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I think like for our goal was when that tragedy happened, and the first day I went out with the camera to shoot all the protests. For me, the inter- thing that in, um, made me interested in the whole process was when I'm from Iran and those protests happen all the time against the government and everything. And when I went there and I saw this peaceful process being broken down by police and tear gas and fighting back and forth, it made me question for a second. But when you go deep into it, and I was wanted, I have, I was almost like, oh, police is always going to be the ones who are at fault here. Mm. And this is the justice system that's going on. But for us, I think was more important than anything was to see the humanity of this subject matter. That's why when I brought it up to Sydney, Sydney's like, we should add a cup to this because if we just follow the activists, we're telling one side of the story. And for us, to put the process of finding that cup, it took a while because we didn't want to just find a cup that was your stereotypical cup you see on TV, um, uh, overweight, uh, and Caucasian gentleman that is angry and against the system. Yeah. We were looking for someone who was grew up as a cop because his father was a cop. He wanted to do good. Yeah. And unfortunately, in documentary, you will find out that he lost his job because of his honesty. And how it's kind of the irony of it is how he was honest and lost his job while all these other other police officers keep their jobs while they're murdering people. And this was the essential thing. We didn't want it to be a one-sided thing. We wanted to, when you see an activist, you... The, if you watch Fox News, they will show an angry rioter. And then if you watch the other side, they, they will show a hero. But then for us was the humanity of this person is, hey, who is Jaya, our main subject matter? Who is this person? Who, what he thinks? Do you, the first thing you saw, you think it will be some angry person against system. You saw him, he's the most peaceful person. His whole family is from all kinds of race. His wife is... Uh, uh, American, a Caucasian woman, and someone, uh, his whole kids are from Hispanic and adopted. And he has a huge family that for him, he just wants to bring everybody together and show love. And as far as Kyle go, Kyle for us was someone who dedicated his life and his whole focus to be a police officer. And when he faced the reality of how dark some of the, our justice system is, it kind of made him, in a way, he was happy that he was let go by the system because yeah. it was like, you guys firing me because I was just honest in my application about smoking a weed. And, but you are the people who are same time, let people walk away and, hey, protect the other pu- uh, cop, protect your partner, don't say things. And these are the things that he saw every day and he saw his dad though, had to deal with. And I think those humanities of the subject matter makes us, we say, okay, not all cops are like that and not act, all activists are like that. And it kind of brings that, like the good side of humanity. Yeah, the, the, the smoking weed, there's a certain ironic kind of touch to that because, because well, one, it's like, who cares, right? Like 
it's like an old boys club. That's what it is. That's what the police. That's what the police force is. It's an, it's an, they they they're they're still living in a certain time that they haven't evolved yet, right? So, yeah. And so basically, so it, it is interesting. I'm curious about. Um, There's something touching about um, when you're interviewing him. Uh, you you basically who chose that the throw the football around. Sydney, he can elaborate much better on that. Yeah, I just I grew up playing football. I talked to Kyle, was our cop, and he was big into sports. He played football yeah. too, and I thought that was just a good way for us to connect and just be loose. And it, it you know helped loosen him up from being on camera and just feeling like a subject matter, and just to be a person. And so that would allow us to get you know, the realness out of him, which I think we achieved by doing that. Just because there was something, there's something interesting about that because one, well, it's America's sport. So it's a number one sport and you played on teams, uh, one would assume. And basically there's all kinds of different types of personalities and, and diversity and types of cultures on that football team. And nobody really cares because they want to win the game, right? They want to work as a team to win the game. And it's, it's a sport, right? But it's mm-hmm. sort of there's a certain kind of like there's a, and then everybody's football everybody's doing their their own individual position in the team environment to kind of kind of get that and somebody get one person scores a touchdown but it's the block that gets no glory anyways basically the whole uh, it, the whole kind of irony is that you're throwing the football around to the cop is that is that it's just like that's what it is it's just like you're you're on the same team in the United States supposedly. So like there should be a common goal, right? Like I'm I'm being I'm speaking like an idealist, but basically there should be a common goal for like everybody to be safe and everybody to to get fed and everybody to basically live in harmony because you are the richest country in the world. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? And like right, you know what I mean? It's like football. Yeah, is like, yeah. But everybody yeah. everybody gets along because if there's one there's one goal right in mind right so exactly and that's what we're we're after with our work that we yeah. do is trying to find that commonality and that common thread in all of us you know when we did that interview I, I didn't want to talk to a cop I wanted to talk to a person a guy yeah and that's what yeah. I wanted right and that's what I wanted people to see what we wanted people to see in this documentary you know a lot of people got all like oh they put a a black activist and he. I mean, straight out of central casting, the afro and the megaphone, and then they get this cop, and ooh, this is going to be a bloodbath. And it's like, not at all. That's not at all what we were after. We want to get to the human element. Even the, those cops, you know, there's this air, this um, this idea of the way we stereotype a lot. Um, you know, that's what we're trying to, to kind of um, just destroy that whole thought process of just categorizing and and instead being able to see people as people those cops who you know to think that all cops are bad because of the deeds of a few is ridiculous to think that all african-american people are a certain way because of the deeds of the few white people middle eastern you know he has a, a funny story that i always laugh about when he was on a plane and, you know, a guy was a Middle Eastern guy sitting next to him and he starts praying. Uh, and so quite naturally, you know, people on the plane start looking at the two of them thinking, "Uh oh, it's about to go down. When really he knows the whole entire time what the guy is saying. And the guy is actually praying for the safety of the flight. 
but because of the generalizations yeah. and stereotypes that we've been, you know, accustomed to for so long, everyone quite naturally took this one idea and was like, uh oh, and it became fearful. And it's like, you know, how can we alleviate that fear? Uh, by understanding, that's how we can do it. So that's that's the basis of our work. And you kind of alluded at the beginning where it's like it's like if people don't they don't know each other, so they kind of everybody kind of stays in their own little tribes, especially in the World War areas. Like I was from a small town. As soon as I moved, I went to school in New York City. As soon as I moved there, I'm meeting all types of different personalities, different people, gay, straight, you know, black, white, and then it, it evolved myself. Because I was in, I was just these people are all good people. Everybody seems, everybody seems like a good people, and we have so much in common. So why would I be afraid? You know what I mean? It's sort of like that. It's like it's like if you if you people get out of their tribes, they get their little groups, then they can they'll be less afraid, and they'll realize that they like you said, like uh, you're talking, you're playing full catch with the, the cop. You have more in common than you don't have in common, I guess, right? So absolutely, and that's uh, that's the whole idea of this series and this documentaries we're doing. We want to make sure people, because every other episode is about LGBTQ community and all these other stereotypes and all these uh, social dilemmas that we face as a country or as a world sometimes. And we want to break that barriers and show the humanity of the human beings and makes, that's what makes people come together. And I think we try to avoid taking sides or see who's better, who's worse. Because I think we believe love and understanding the cure all of these problems we have in the world. So we send you, you're talking about communication, and, and we, well, we send you the audience, like some of the audience reactions to your, your film. What did you think about their, what, what they had to say about your film? For us, it was one of the best things about it. We like, this is the message we wanted to send, and they all said the same thing. That was the most important for us. I think yeah. Sydney can elaborate that as well. It was a great feeling to just know that there are people out there who get it, you know, and it wasn't about the, the accolades and things like that. It was nice and we appreciate it, um, but that's not why we do what we do is, is for the, you know, for the praise, albeit fantastic. Um, it was just refreshing to know that there are people who connected and it resonated and, and we know through that, that we're going somewhere and that, you know, we want to, we want that to spread and, and make that tribe of people, you know, the dominant force in this world, you know, to say, hey, look, guys, we, we're only here for this much time. We're not here long enough yeah. to, you know, have this lifelong indictment of, you know, this racial strife and all of this stuff. Like, let's, let's take these however many years that we're, we're blessed to have remaining on this planet and, and do good work, make great projects, bring each other together, mend these men and heal and, and start to move forward instead of just, you know, looking backwards all the time. Well, I, one of the, this is what I was asking if you want, if this, this is, if you have more footage or more, if you want to make this a bigger film, like a feature film, I know you're doing the series is because there's reasons why that this is happening. And like, it's, the, it's like, there's divisive organizations that are making a lot of money, <laughs> pushing people and making people uh, against each other, right? Like news organizations, you know, you have a whole social media, like I have to go to Twitter for, um, or what do you call it, X now, but for work all the time. And it's like, every time I go on there, it's divisive 
communication like and it's like one side you have to be on one side or the other side and basically that's the issue right like it's like everywhere you go you see that that propaganda right where like you got to pick a side it's like you know what i mean it's are you like are you like you know what I mean? you know what i'm trying to say that's that's the issue that's the core issue 100% and that's how i think like it's the idea of this series we're doing because whatever they feed you uh each side and sydney can elaborate on that a lot better because he has a great example i think he will bring it up that we just get immune with the sides that we have to take and it's not that is you have to show love and care to other your fellow man or your fellow human being because that's where you grow as a human that's where you become better when you start listening to other person if someone going through something instead of pointing at the problems or pointing at the things listen and see yeah. w- what you have in common with them and how can we overcome that i mean what what structure is successful when it's divided i mean if there's strife within your home if, if you know you don't just throw in the towel and give up you know what, what will happen in your home life what will happen when you're in your business the, the idea what i think has a big issue is that we all feel like we have to agree and that's numerically impossible there with when you have a planet inhabited by billions of people you're not going to agree and that's just not even realistic but there's levels the though, right? i don't mean to interrupt you but there's levels of idiot of someone being completely moronic and also like being being like like really dangerous like dangerous people like doing dangerous things with their mouths, sure, right? With their words, with their with their with their vi- with the violence, like setting up violence. Like it's hard not to react to to that kind of craziness, right? Like it's hard to like have a conversation with that kind of craziness. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like it's it's very difficult. Yeah. It would be very difficult for me to like go to a Trump rally for you know what I mean without going right. like batshit crazy. Part of my French, you know what I mean? Well, the thing I think you have to do is you have to lead with empathy. That's the only way anything's going to change. I mean, you have to know that that say going to I'll go in the middle of a Trump rally and talk to anyone. I don't care. Like, because I know that when people talk about racism, I don't even like to talk about it because I know that that racist person wasn't born that way. There was something that happened throughout the course of their life that shaped that, which is the same things that shaped you, shaped me, shaped him. We're all shaped by how we were cultured, socialized, up, you know, our upbringing. All these different factors play into who we were. But I always think of who the littler version of us were. When we were just playing with our crayons and we were, I was, we were interested to see who this guy was. I didn't care that you were white. I didn't care that he was Middle Eastern. You were just cool. And you wanted to play with me and I wanted to play with you. And that's it. But then we got older and we learned about history and we got... We learned about this and that, and we got jaded, and we became more afraid, and then it got reinforced as you watch things on TV and you see things in newspapers, and you're like, oh, my God, this is what the world is about. And that's not what the world is about. That's just the picture that's shown all too often. What we wanted to do is show another picture, to show, like, hey, sure, this guy's a cop. This guy's what you'd call, you know, an activist, but he's not being an activist to fight. The same way this cop isn't a cop because he wants to – be one of the bad guys no he wanted to be a cop because he was proud of what it meant because his dad was a cop and there was a certain pride in that so we have to get to know the individual um yeah 
But you know what I'm saying, right? Like it must like tear your hair out because it's like that's like that's absolutely. And I feel like that's the thing with this country. Uh, Sydney always bring up something really cool that I agree. Every four years we go to this war and take a side, and we feel like the other side is losing. And but in fact, in reality, it's we should be all okay. Whoever won doesn't matter. And yes, people like Trumps are not human beings you want to relate yourself to. And but he fooled bunch half of the country for some reason and we don't know why but if we make those half of a country alienated and make them feel like they are not the same as us then yeah. we always going to have this division rest of our lives and this is now how we progress every four years or every eight years we don't have to feel like a winner or a loser we should be like whatever happened it was democracy and let's move on to how can we fix it but then also i know there's the other side sometimes Put stuff out there that are yes racially tension and they are especially xenophobic a lot of i mean what's going on right now is a lot of uh, homophobia and and stuff against lgbtq community from one side of the political aspect and we understand that that is really important but if we touch into human beings and show whoever they think they hate and who they are that way we can show who the empathy we show and the show the personalities we show that way people can relate to it. Whenever next time they see the person they think they hate, when they see what they have to go through every day, be like, that's like me, that's like that. And I feel like if we just try to fight all the time on the sides, even though sometimes it feels like one side is better than the other side in our mind, but is the fact is, Unless we all together, all this thing, this process and this democracy is meaningless because we getting further and further away from each other. Yeah. I'm assuming uh, the, the wrap things up, I'm assuming because yeah, your documentary series is great. We'll definitely put a link on it and, and best of luck with the YouTube channel. I was going to say, the, I, I'm sure you guys came up with this idea already, but like the pro-life perspective, the pro-choice perspective, uh, fall to women, I guess, and basically that's sort of a that would be an interesting story as well i guess for sure we actually what we actually doing right now is a documentary we've been working on for a year and a half now uh actually would be a year is about what's going on in iran and women's right okay but that uh the protest is happening but that women's right documentary in iran is actually something we want to make sure everybody can relate to and things like that that you mentioned will bring bring up because if we go to further and we'll see what this brave our woman doing in Iran fighting for their rights and how as American, we sometimes appreciate those rights and don't take it away from our woman, especially matters that are health issues rather than whatever we are putting on, because that's like simply a woman's choice and something that woman has to go through herself and it's nobody else's business, especially the government. Well, guys, I think you guys are on to something, and I wish you the best of luck. I'm, we're very proud to show this film. We'll show any of your future films, no problem at all, at our festival. And, uh, yeah, just best of luck. And uh, it's a tough road. It's a tough <laughs> It's a tough road out there, man. It's like there's so much, like, stuff coming in, in so many, especially the younger generation, right? Like, in so many different, direct, in, uh, different directions and 
and like I said, people are making money by by separating cultures, right? And like they're like Fox News is a multi-billion dollar organization, and that's their that's their their blueprints is the is to create divisiveness between the cult the, between communities, right? Between people. So long absolutely. road ahead, I absolutely. guess, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But one we're excited about, that's for sure. Thank you. Well, you're yeah. I'm glad I'm, you're. You're. Thank you very much for your answers. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah. again, thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you so much. Thank you so much.